Welcome everyone to the what appears to be the Freddy show all of a sudden because my counterpart is not going to be home in time for us to film so you're stuck with me again but I digress. Welcome everyone to the Freddy List Show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook and you want to like the page, that would be awesome. If you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you'd like to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be incredible. We've been putting out content now for many, many years, the podcast for over five years, and we couldn't be doing what we love without all of your amazing support. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So we're going to hop into it today. I got my hair all kind of, I'm letting it set right now. You know, I just got it cut. I, I'm, should I quaff it? Should I keep it messy? But I'm doing a few tours today of a couple houses that we have listed. And as much as I'm still working on, hey, let me be me, have some messy hair. When it's for my social media, or if it's someone that I know, I have no problem once I get to know someone. But if I'm meeting an agent for the first time, they're with their buyer, or I'm meeting the seller of a home for the first time or doing meetings, I like to bring my you know, my best. Um, but I felt like I could at least go with a polo today because it's only going to be um, video that I'm doing. And uh, But I usually wear my button down and my black pants. I've got like five different colors. So I want to look professional, obviously, when I'm going in. But then I see other really established and experienced agents who just, it's comfortable because most of the time it's 97 degrees in Florida. So I got to work on the wardrobe where I can still be like fun and cool, but also look professional so I've been trying, I had my hair long for a while because I liked it slicked back, but then that got to be too annoying. So this is, this is the dilemma. This seems like a champagne problem, but the presentation really, really matters. So wish me luck today. And then on top of it, I started watching Suits on Netflix. What a great show. Heard a few things about it, but you know, it wasn't ever in the mix with like the best of all time shows. But it was one night that I didn't want to spend an hour and a half looking for something. And I said, here's Suits. I seen a cool clip on TikTok that looked pretty badass. Let me watch it. Boom. What a great show. I am in love with it. And I love falling in love with a show that has nine seasons that I've never seen. So that I don't have to use my energy every night when I'm unwinding to find something new. I get to watch an episode or two. I know the characters. I get, I'm invested and I just, it's been the best. If you haven't seen Suits and you like lawyers and drama, it's its done very well. And even with Meghan Markle, uh, all I've really ever heard about her was obviously, you know, the Meghan we know today. Uh, I knew she was on Suits, but I never knew her as an actress. And so I was kind of like, I wonder how this is going to be. She's amazing. She's awesome. I really, really love her character. She does a phenomenal job. And uh, so I was like, huh. This is really cool. They got some love interests going, but all of them wear like the badass suits. And I go, I need to get me some suits, you know, some real tailored suits. But then again, I can't because walking from appointment to appointment, it's just mayhem. It would be mayhem under the jacket. So there could be a business here for like, you know, southern states or summer suits where it looks really nice and you can't tell the difference but it's made of like tissue paper or something so that we can stay cool but anyway i digress um i got yeah i'm doing a couple videos today there's um we, we've got these two properties that are in the the rental program so the good news that people like to see is that the place is booked so if they go and look at it and say well is this going to make money and we're like well look at the calendar for the year 
you can see it's already booked three weeks in July, two weeks in August, two weeks in September, all of December. So people are buying these properties with future bookings that convey. So that's exciting. But when you're trying to sell it and someone's like, can I go see it? Can I go see it? And you're like, well, it's booked for the next five days or it's booked for the next 11 days. You can't get inside to, uh, to see it. Now, if it's a owner, you know, a family, they'll step out because they live there. But if a guest is paying to be there with their family, you can't bug the guests. So on these short-term rental properties, it's kind of a, you know, a two-sided thing because if it's booked, it's good for business. But if it's booked, it's hard to show. So this gentleman who has a client um, wanted to go yesterday to this particular property because it's the only day that his client's available, but it was booked. So today it's open. So I'm going to go there, take some video for him. And I actually like it as well because I'm starting to learn the more I do the business is that people have their own little niches in their city. So even like me, I'm competent to do a real estate deal in Winter Park. Um, I know the area well enough. I can do my research. I have contacts. I would provide exceptional service to somebody. However, I would need my computer and I would need like a 15 minute phone call with a broker to gather my information. But here in Champions Gate reunion celebration, I don't need anything. I know every street. I know every price. I know everything that goes on here. So these agents that are calling me with buyers, they're competent but I know a little extra. So that's kind of what the listing agent can provide for people. Cause when I'm a buyer's agent, we're seeing seven houses. You know, we, we, we can't do massive research on each house within 15 minutes. I call the HOA, check on this. That's why you ask the listing agent or if they're actually going to put an offer in, then of course you do your due diligence, but you can't go and research seven properties as well as a listing agent does in case they walk in and go, Oh yeah, never mind, and leave. So it's really up to the listing agent to sell the property. And that's what I love doing. I love walking someone through and really sharing the potential and the, and the, you know, this is a good property or this is why. Ask the questions and really see what the person wants. And it also takes the pressure off the buying agent. You know, people are expected to be sold when, when they have a listing agent sharing the house that's for sale. So I, I love that I'm going to be able to do the tour so that I can share the the details of Champions Gate and why this is amazing and what the potential could be. So I'm pumped about that. And then I have this buyer who I just met on the phone. She doesn't know who I am. I don't know what she looks like. She doesn't know what I look like. We're just two voices talking. And that's always scary because she doesn't owe me anything because we haven't built a relationship more than like a 15 minute combo and some emails. So what I try to do, if it, if it seems a little weird to go, hey, are you on Instagram? Let's follow each other so that we can put a face to a name. I just want her to be able to see me and go, oh, this is a normal guy. You know, he's not in some like underground layer and going, ah, I'm going to sell you real estate. Like, I'd be like, no, this is Freddie's married. He's got a dog. He does this and that. He makes me like, he's just a normal person and you can build that rapport better. But in that conversation, it didn't feel natural to say, hey, are you on Instagram? It just wasn't that part of the relationship yet. So what my uh, mentor told me back in February that I go, this is genius, is find a property that's available that she's looking at. And instead of just sending an email, go to the property, take some video so that it, you're putting in the effort, but you're also connecting a face to the name now. 
So the property that we're helping list in Champions Gate that I'm showing for someone else, I'm also going to do a video for her because it's in her same price point. But I, she's going to get to see me for the first time. So I'm hoping with my video that I can say, hey, what's going on, Donna? How are you? Freddie here. We spoke you know, a week ago. We've been emailing back and forth, blah, 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 blah. I have a good deal for you. I want to show you around. Hopefully her going, oh, like now he's showing me properties and maybe she'll feel a little more invested in, in me because right now she could call another agent or do whatever. So there's that courting period with strangers. And that's why I really love utilizing social media because everyone I connect with on social or if they, if they follow me or we get to know each other is that call is so different. Like I talked to this wonderful lady uh, just two days ago from Minnesota but because she's followed my journey, there wasn't like we had to like build this, like break the barrier of like, is this guy? She goes, hey, Freddie, what's up? Like, I've been following you forever. I'm like, oh, hi. Well, tell me about you. And the conversation is just delightful. You know, when you're, um, it's truly like I've had some of the most delightful conversations through social because people get to vet you with their guard down and just go, oh, this guy's nice or Alyssa's really great. Like, I know her. I love to work with them. I trust them. Um, but when you're calling a Zillow lead or someone calls you about your property, again, it's just a different ball game. So that's what I'm trying to do. If, if we hit it off and we're laughing and it's like an outgoing person and I feel we can get on, on Instagram, it's a done deal. Alyssa did that with a client about a year and a half ago. They were chatting and they were just hitting it off and she goes, are you on Instagram? And they were like, yeah. And then once they connected on Instagram, they started liking each other's stories, getting to know each other, and it was lights out from there. So this was just a complete stranger that that responded to an ad on Google. But because Alyssa won her over on the phone and then got her to Instagram and they got to know each other as friends, I mean, they're friendly, um, they're not best friends who get drinks and Zoom, but you know what I mean? Like they built a rapport. So... Um, if I, um, I forget where I was going with that, but anyway, that's why I really love building on social media because it does the vetting for you and it's just a different kind of ball game. So I'm going to be doing all of that today, but, uh, three of the properties or the one property we have in reunion has been booked out, but we do have some interest on it. So I'm hoping to get that sold. And then there's three other properties right now that we're helping another uh, agent in our brokerage, uh, sell. So we're splitting it. So technically we've got four properties for sale right now. Today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Mm -hmm. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Figuring out what's for dinner is not at the top of anyone's summer activity wish list. Mm. HelloFresh delivers mouthwatering, mm. chef-crafted recipes, and fresh ingredients to your door so you can spend your summer doing, well, whatever you want. Woo. This summer, spend less time meal planning and prepping with HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients that make it easy to get cooking quick. And I think that is our number, because we've, we've been working with HelloFresh for a while. We've been eating their delicious so meals. Bad. And what I love is the convenience. I don't want to go to the store and pick out all the ingredients. They just ship it right to you, all ready to go, and you start learning how to cook. So you put ingredients with other ingredients, right. and you go, oh, I never thought I could do carrots like this. And you go, oh, that's actually really delicious. I'm going to use that in the future. Take it from a novice. 
Anyone yeah. can cook. Like yes. HelloFresh. Yeah, I, she kind of gets it ready, and I think I do the the stirring and the flipping and the the serving. Accurate. Accurate. You know, but that's our little. I you know. But but we we like it. It makes it great, especially in the summer when we're running around like crazy. Just easy peasy. And here's the best part that I can't wait to share with you because this is incredibly generous, and I'm so happy that you all can take advantage of this. You can get 16 free meals and free shipping, which is just incredible. Yeah. That's that's a lot of food. I love um, free, and I love food. So if you want to hop on this journey, go to HelloFresh.com slash FreddieAlyssa16 and use code FreddieAlyssa16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FreddieAlyssa16 and use code FreddieAlyssa16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Woo! Get to cooking, baby. Get to cooking. Now back to the show. So that's on the agenda today. And um, I, I've been I've been really getting back on social media. And I took my little break and it was it was great. I, I, I took about, I think I took all of May off. And then I came back in June, so it's been the whole month, and it's just been really nice connecting with everyone again. Coming back with the podcast has been great. But every now and then, we do need a break, and I don't think it's talked enough um, throughout the social media world and the content world. Sometimes it's good to take a break consuming for a week, but especially if you're a creator and you're doing it all yourself, it is nice to take that break so that you can have the appreciation again because it's been just a wonderful, wonderful ride. And I've been inter in engaging with a lot of people. And then still because of TikTok, of its reach, um, I ended up answering someone's question about Days of Our Lives. And it just like brought in so many Days fans who had all these incredible questions. And they're like, oh, you're on TikTok. And they go and watch all the videos. So it's really cool. And still to this day, three years later, I get the kindest, most sweet, wonderful messages in the world and i just want to thank everybody for your support because even though time has passed i think we all feel the same about it of like just what a special time and once you're out of it you can really sit back and appreciate it because you're not directly attached to it anymore you know when you're working there it is your job you've got the stress of it you've got the you have to perform you have a boss you got to be there there's call times there's work to do there's events there's this like you're in it money's tied to it so you're, you know, you're in, 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 but once you're out, then you kind of get to look back and go, that was really cool. Like what an experience because you're not as, you know, attached anymore. So it's, it's, it was really, really kind to see. And, and I, I'm glad they're continuing it on Peacock. I think there's mixed reviews of people who, I think some people just don't like it because you have to pay for Peacock. Um, but then other people say it's awesome because they have more range to write now. So it was kind of mixed reviews. But I was sharing with people that even when I was on the show, I didn't watch it really. So I haven't watched it since it went to Peacock. But I do see clips from my fellow uh, castmates who I see, you know, posting clips of what's going on. So um, so I hope it's going well. I can, I hope, you know, that they continue to to um, to grind and, and make the show forever because it's, it's such a, a, a popular thing. So I want to thank everyone for that. That's really great. And another little interesting revelation that I've had, and this is something that you can just take with you that might help you, but a lot of you are really, really positive people, so it might not apply as much. But it's interesting with some of the, not even negative or mean comments, but just people that you just wonder, why even take the time to write something like this? But I think there's a disconnect of 
what people, some people, I should say, I think a lot of people understand this, but, but some people I don't think get this, um, the current state of social media. So I just want to kind of share so you can kind of open your mind about it because it, it kind of helps as well. Back in the very beginning of social media, the main purpose was to connect with your friends. And when we all grew up on Facebook, it was just so cool that when you left high school, or you know, at least when I started, you had to be in college, but then as it matured, it was just about posting your birthday, your photos out at night, you know, oh, happy birthday, yesterday was so fun. And it was just friends chatting like a group chat. And everything you posted, you were just seeing all your friends. And then slowly but surely, business, celebrities, old school influencers, comedians, um, bloggers, which I consider business because they're selling marketing or a product, um, started coming into the mix. So yeah, you could have a favorite celebrity. I'm going to follow Ashton Kutcher. I'm going to follow, you know, if you're a Days fan or Nano Tuno back, I'm going to follow Freddie. And this is cool. I get to see my my celebrity, um, you know, favorites. I get to, you know, look at how to bake cakes. I'm going to follow this, you know, cooking influencer or whatever it was. But so you were seeing your like influencers, you were seeing your celebrities, and you were still seeing all your friends. So when you would have an experience on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, a lot of it was just people that you knew, and it was a variety. So you were getting more of a broad band of ideas because it was everyone was playing. If you followed them, you would see their stuff. Well, what started happening is these apps started figuring out that unfortunately, not everyone posts interesting content. So after you follow a friend from high school and you connect with them, maybe after a week, a month, or a year, you're like, you know what? I loved them. I loved catching up, but we're kind of different, and I'm not really interested in their stuff anymore. And if that started happening a lot, people would go, you know what? Instagram is really not that fun. Like, I I'm not really seeing anything I like. I, I appreciate all my friends and everything going on, but, like, this isn't that great. But they started switching the algorithm, I would say probably in 17 or 18, where they found out instead of showing people the people that you follow solely, what if we set the algorithm up to show people what they're interested in? So if Sally is watching a cooking video and watches 30 seconds of the 40 second video, that instantly shows that Sally likes cooking. Then she flips it and it's a animal video. She spends one second on the animal video and scrolls away. Sally doesn't like animal videos. And they start feeding Sally what keeps Sally on the app. And you can actually do this if you go to TikTok, because I did this with my dad. I downloaded it for my dad. And I sat for 20 minutes and I curated the feed for him of what he would like to see. So I did sports, cooking, hunting, home improvement, like all this stuff. But all the like the dancing and things I knew he wouldn't like when I was training it, I would flip by fast and I would let it sit on the cooking videos, on the DIY projects, on the sports highlights, so that I trained his algorithm to show him what he likes. But this is where it gets to my point now, is everything that you're seeing, 99% of it on these platforms, is curated through your interest. And they're only showing good content. So if you're a new creator, or you're, you know, Bill, from Kentucky who wants to do a video and he's new, 
it might not be that good. So what they do is when someone uploads a video, they will show it to 100 people randomly. If those 100 people do not respond well, meaning they flip away after a second, it doesn't catch their attention, they will not run the video. So even if Bill had something interesting to say, but the 100 test group people didn't like it, then Bill would have 100 views and it would never be seen because they can't risk showing Bill's video that's uninteresting to a lot of people because imagine if your TikTok feed was uninteresting, uninteresting, uninteresting. I don't want to be on this. They want to show you the best content that everyone's watching and everyone's talking about so that you're riveted and you stay on the app so they can feed you more ads. But what this has created is basically the cream rises to the top. It is very unlikely that just a average normal person who doesn't do content makes a video and every now and then it'll go viral, but 99% of the content that you are now consuming are from professional creators, professional influencers, professional business owners, and celebrities. So even though there are content creators, even like myself, I do a lot more like on the whim, like just whatever's in my mind, that's kind of the brand, but it is thought out. The, the way, like I'll do a video and I do four takes and I watch all four takes of the same thing. Like, oh, I'm at the grocery store and there's just so many bags to choose from or whatever my thing is. I will do that four times. And when I come home, I watch all four videos and I say, which one has the best hook? Which one tells the story? And then you look through it, then you edit, then you gotta put the clips. So it's all curated, even though it was a thought I had, like, damn, there's so many damn garbage bags to pick from. Maybe it's funny. Maybe it'll go viral or maybe people go, that wasn't very funny, Freddie, and they flick away. You don't get it right every time. But again, the, the, the content you're seeing is rarely just, hey, it's just me talking. It's curated. So what this is kind of doing is almost skewing the idea of the real world, especially in something like politics. All the people in the middle or who kind of aren't extreme they're not getting watch time because it's boring. If I just made a video and said, yeah, I'm not really left or right. I'm kind of in the middle, you know, I'm kind of, I just love everyone. Like I have ideas on policies and there's things that I, and I talk to my friend, boring. Oh, so who cares? You're not controversial. Ugh. But if someone's just like, oh, I love Trump, Trump, Trump. What do you mean you do? Create something. So now when you're watching TikTok, it just seems like everyone is so left or everyone is so right because everything in the middle is not interesting enough. So that's something to keep in mind that when people are creating content, even for myself, it's based in truth. I thought about the garbage bags. I did go golfing. I did this. But you tweak your story to make it more entertaining. And I think that's what they do on reality shows. Like, yes, we're going to go and sell the house, but we need a problem to make the episode worth watching. So why don't we say that the buyer backed out last minute, even though they didn't, and so they're just creating content. So I think some people will still watch social media these days and go, oh, it's just a regular person, Bob. He's on the lake in Nevada. And then you look at Bob and he's got 7.2 million followers. He's a professional content creator who curated that piece of content perfectly so that it would continue to go viral. So I think some people get caught in the middle of like, of saying certain comments and being like, oh, you know, 
who cares about this or why this or they argue about things and it's like the whole point is just to entertain people and to try to be relatable and that's what I try to do. I try to be relatable. I, I try to say, hey, has anyone else truly gone into a grocery store and go, why are there 72 choices of garbage bags? Why? Has anyone else thought of that? Like, it's, it's just kind of like a stand-up bit. And then you put it on the internet and you can, I can look through my videos and go, well, this, this was funny, Freddie. Well, this one people didn't think were funny. This one's good. Or I try to educate people. Or, you know, I try to inspire whatever it may be. But I just I think that'll just really help people you know look at things differently when you're going there of really finding people that you enjoy that add value to you, but also realize that the algorithm is trying to figure you out, and they're going to send you things that they think you're going to like. So that's why you're not seeing as many posts from the people you follow because that has kind of gone out the door. Like on Instagram, I think my posts will be showed to 20% or 20% of my views will be followers. So if I get 10,000 views on a video, 2,000 will be from my followers and 8,000 will be from strangers that the algorithm thought would like that content. Which is good for me because that's 8,000 new people that might see me, follow me, and then might buy a house from me one day. But it sucks for the followers because I've got 60,000. Maybe only 30,000 still care. <laughs> maybe they only followed me for the show. But the 30,000 aren't seeing it. They're only cherry picking 2,000 that spend a lot of time on my page, who comment, who DM, who watch a lot of my stuff. They go, oh, here's 2,000 or 3,000 followers of Freddie who regularly engages with his content. So they like Freddie. So we're going to give them Freddie because when they're watching all their fun stuff and they see Freddie, they're most likely going to like it. So that's just kind of a little background of how social media has evolved. So here's the two takeaways. Number one, for a consumer, when I have my consumer cap on and I don't want to do anything in business or any, and I just want to sit down and I want to learn about stuff or I want to laugh and I'm consuming, I'm having a good time and I'm actually really glad that it's interest driven because it is such a good experience. I have so much fun. I can spend 45 minutes on TikTok no problem because it, every video is good because they know my interests. So if you're having a bad experience on TikTok or Instagram with what you're seeing, be cognizant of what you're showing. You can train it. If you go to TikTok and you go like with the submarine that happened recently, for some reason I didn't spend maybe more than five minutes on the whole story. I just was busy. I didn't get into it. But if I would have cared to and I saw a submarine video come up, and I watched the whole thing. And then I would scroll past some other videos, another submarine video from another creator talking about something, and I watched a lot of it. That day, that session, you can train the algorithm that you wanna learn about the submarine, and they will show you 45 minutes to an hour of like 16 to 30 different videos from different creators, James Cameron talking about it, or the, the builder talking about it or what could happen or here's a science project showing what this could be and you learn about it very quickly. So I utilize TikTok to learn about things. I do this a lot with pop culture. I do it with politics where I'll go through and I go, let me learn about this. So I watch it and I find creators and the algorithm in that session will show me what people are for, what people are against and I can kind of generate a good opinion through all the facts that I'm seeing through all of these different posts. So it's just really neat. Or if I just want to laugh or I want some ideas 
I'll watch husband-wife comedy duos, and then I'll watch a bunch that they keep showing me, though, so I can get ideas for me and Alyssa to do skits. So utilize TikTok and Instagram as a tool and curate the content of what you want to see so that you're not spending time looking at stuff that doesn't interest you. And then on the, if you're a business owner or you're, you know, a uh, real estate agent or hairstylist or landscaper, dentist, doctor, and you're looking to acquire clients, this algorithm change is ideal because they're giving you free reach. So that's what I like about it. I'm bummed that all my followers don't see it, but maybe some of my followers aren't interested. I would rather the algorithm find who likes the house videos, who likes the lifestyle videos, who likes the husband and wife stuff, who likes the Benji videos, and I put it out. And even down to the point, this is how wild this is. If I post a photo of me and Alyssa, it knows which of our friends and followers to show that to because anytime I post a picture of me and Alyssa, I see who likes it and it's like 10 people that I've known in my life, like good friends of mine that I'll see like my post, but I don't see them on other videos I do. I'll see who's liking or what's going on and there's a pattern. So they've even discovered through my followers that these people like photos of Freddie and Alyssa, these people who follow like the house videos, these people like the dog videos, these people like this. So they actually feed it. It's wild when you like open up the, the data on this and look at it. So I've been utilizing all of this, trying to figure out a cool way to promote our business, but in like a fun way. And uh, so I'm just having a good time with it. And I think that's the, um, the most interesting part about it is like, it's continuing to evolve. Even on TikTok, they opened up a new creator thing. I forget what it is, but they're going to pay you more money if you make one minute videos or longer and you qualify. And I just qualified. So I'm excited to see if I can generate some income like we do on YouTube. And um, so I'll kind of just test that out because I make videos and we don't really get paid much. Like on TikTok, I've made 500 videos and my total earnings through the creator fund was a thousand bucks through all those videos. So you really don't make, the, the, the money is made through YouTube and Facebook ads, but the money that we've basically made is from, from brand deals. So if you garner enough attention and provide entertainment, people are very excited to, like some people shy away from doing a commercial. I feel because I do so much content that when I do a Zaxby's commercial or Head and Shoulders, I get a good response because people are like, oh, Freddie's doing a commercial. I want to see this. So I've worked very hard over the years to just create a really cool viewing experience for all of you. And um, and we can tell by the numbers and what's going on that you enjoy it. So we're trying to like maneuver our way through. But um, but thanks for always sticking with us because we've done a lot of stuff in our life and we're always moving and grooving. And uh, you've all stuck with us the whole time from days to writing a book, to doing marketing, to doing real estate, to lifestyle of being married and doggy, you know, Benjamin stuff. And you've all just been so, so wonderful to us. Um, so I can't thank you enough. It just started pouring down rain. This is going to significantly impact the quality of the video because Florida, the palm trees and the sunshine and the blue sky is such a good selling point. So maybe this will pass, but I'm going to have to wait because showing a rainy home doesn't encourage those to want to buy it. So I'm going to have to wait a little bit. But I am going to hop off. I can edit this and get this to you all on time today. Um, but thanks so much for hanging out. I don't know where the hell my rant is. You know, when I do this with Alyssa, she likes to know where we're going. 
She goes, Freddie, you just like talk. She goes, let's talk about this and this and this. But when I'm on my own, I'm rogue, baby. I just, whatever pops into my head, I just, I just talk. So I hope you enjoyed the solo pod. And we got to, we got to like get after Alyssa, you know, and, and be like, hey, this weekend we need to film so that I can have it ready for Wednesday because the people miss you. But she'll be back. So I love you all so much. Enjoy your week. And uh, we will be back here next Wednesday. Send me good vibes. Let's get these houses sold, baby. And um, this way we can actually shoot some really fun videos too. And we get a little cash money from these uh, from these sales. So, um, But anyway, have a good week. And we will see you next Wednesday. Take care, everyone.